This morning, we're going to jump into 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And the reason that I find this incredibly uh, exciting, I love preaching the word, number one. It's God's word. That's pretty cool. But last week, we were in Acts. And when we were, we looked at the church that in Macedonia, specifically Philippi, and how Paul and Silas went and planted a church in this community. Now, this is really, really cool because like all, you know, like it always should be, uh, church plants have to be started with really put together people who have loved the Lord. I'm just kidding. Actually, we saw last week that there was one that was, uh, they, were, they were well off and their life was pretty good, but they didn't know Jesus yet. Uh, there was one that was a slave girl who was literally demon possessed and therefore could make a lot of money for her, her, her owners because she was a fortune teller and people paid a lot of money for that. There was one who was a, a prison guard who probably beat Paul and Silas and then was keeping them in the prison when God did an absolute miracle and, and uh, got them out and, and uh, won that guy to the Lord. That those were the people that started a campus. So if you're here today and you're like, can I be used even to pray for people like the Martins going to Gambia? Well, have you been demon possessed? Are you maybe well off? Have you been someone like a, a soldier that just does what you're told? That, that to me is all of us. We get a fit in some part of that. Then the answer is yes, you can be used by God for whatever he calls you to. First of all, to walk in relationship and then to say yes over and over and over again. And so it is exciting that we get a partner with people like the Martins, that the Gambia is not going to look like it does right now. In 10 years, they'll be back in four or five, and then another four or five. We're going to get a hear of what has happened, this, this uh, maybe the, the flagship church that's going to start, and then a hundred campuses and churches that are going to be uh, planted all over that country. It's going to be life-altering for those people, for that country. God is on the move. He has the best things in store. And it happens when you and I, people who are well-off, people who used to have issues and bondage in their life, people who just live in our life, when we come together and begin to say yes to God, all of a sudden it all changes. It all looks different. And when we get to this story, we, uh, they're talking to the Corinthians. And uh, if you look throughout, uh, there's some things that the Corinthian church may not have uh, been doing as well on as Paul would have liked. Thus, a couple of books here that are absolutely amazing in growth and how we should live and how we should act. But he then points to this little church in Philippi. He points to this church plant and says, these people are getting it done. These people are giving. These people are going. These people are saying yes. And I just can imagine the tension that would have had to be there when this is being read to them. When it's being there. And in this day and in this part, we're going to be talking about generosity. We're going to talk about what that looks and the encouragement to give. And I just want you, as we read, to be thinking. Can you imagine being the Corinthian church? Paul is, wrote this letter. It's been sent. It's being read to them. And Philippi, this little church, in fact, that we're going to hear about, says that they were in poverty. That this church was giving above their means because of their love and grace that God had given them. So with that, let's jump in this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 1 through 4 says, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. Now, just real fast. Test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty overflowed. Uh, 
I don't think those things are supposed to go together in our life. I mean, have you thought about that? Lord, give me severe test of affliction. Give me a joy. I like the joy one. And the extreme poverty. This church loved the Lord and said yes to the Lord that even when it didn't seem easy or seem, well, it just wasn't easy. It was rough. When there was affliction, when there were problems, they still said yes to God. And it overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. As we think about camp launching campuses, as we think about saying, Lord, what do you have for us? What do you want to do in us as Radiant Life Church? I begin to think about this story and just be blown away. Before we go too deep into it and look at this, this campus or this church plant that you could say that Paul's talking about, a question that we might have to ask is, do we need more churches in America? You can drive around and it can look like there's a church on every corner. In fact, when we drive around Marysville, uh, there's a lot of churches or there's a lot of church buildings. There's a lot of places where you can go and it might have a cross on a sign. And uh, it, it seems like, man, there's churches wherever you go. I just want to read a few statistics that are shocking, truly shocking to me. In America, there are 195 million non-churched people. 195 million, which makes us the fourth most unreached nation in the world. Anybody? Like, no way. That, that cannot be possible. But that's what all the experts say. In spite, in fact, of the rise of megachurches, maybe you've heard of them, Hillsong we talked about, they're across the pond, they have a bunch here too, Elevation, all these really great places, and you, you have all this awesome music. There's not one county that has more Christians per capita than it was 10 years ago. That is, a, like, that doesn't even seem possible. There's, there's a need for churches to be planted during the last 10 years, combined communicant membership of all Protestant denominations declined by 9.5%, while the national population increased by 11.4%, which means 4.5 million less Protestant uh, members that attend church, and there's 11.4% or 25 million more people in the United States of America. A 30 million person swing, if you want to say, to keep percentages, percentages the same. There's a need. Each year, there's 3,500 to 4,000 churches in America that close their doors. And there's only about 1,500 churches that are started, or campuses that are started in a year. Last one, there are nearly 60% fewer churches per 10,000 persons than in 1920. In 1920, there were 27 churches for every 10,000. In 1950, there were 17 churches for every 10,000. In 1996, there were 11 churches for every 10,000, and the number has gone down since then. Church, there is a need for Bible-believing, Jesus-preaching, and we would say Pentecostal churches in our communities. We need more churches. We need more people to find Jesus. We need more people to come and to understand that the Word of God is what it's all about. It's not about just hanging out. It's not about just being together. It's not about only community, although we value those things so much. But it's about the Word of God being the center of it all. And so much today, churches waver on the word of God. 
And we will not be a church that wavers on the word of God. And our communities need us. They need the church to step up. Radiant life and the global church that believes in the word of God. Our world needs more churches. Here there's this opportunity to give in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. The Corinthians are struggling. The, the church at Philippi rocking, moving forward. There's this opportunity to give that shows up. Paul makes it very, very clear that this little church is accomplishing more than this big church. He's saying that these poor people are accomplishing more than you who are not poor. He's saying that it doesn't matter how much you have. It matters how much your heart is aligned with his, how much you say yes to him when he asks. It matters what we do with God's call upon our lives individually and then as we come together collectively. Both the opportunity and the willingness to give are gifts from the grace of God. And he's saying, Corinthian church, it's time to rise up and to take your place when I think of Radiant Life Church, I think of people like the Martins and others that have been uh, before them. That we've, we have been able to support some missionaries literally for the whole 41 years that we have been alive. We believe in missions. 70 plus missionaries and missionary organizations that we support every single month. And when we got to COVID in March and April and May, when we were like, Lord Jesus, are we going to be able to pay the staff? Are we going to be able to pay the buildings? Maybe some of you had thoughts like that at your own home. Am I going to have a job? Which thankfully, we were good. But our commitment was we are going to pay our missionaries before we pay our building, before we pay our pastors, because we believe in the power of the gospel. We believe in what he's doing. You know how that happens? A church like you who are faithful, to be a part of what God is doing when it's easy, when it's hard, when we're not sure, and maybe when it's, we know exactly what's going on. There's opportunity, and the grace of God is poured out, and it is a grace of God to be able to be a part of what he is doing. I mentioned it doesn't matter how much you make. It's not about being a millionaire and giving hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, Lord, we would take that all day, right? That's praise Jesus. But when it comes to our discipleship walk, it's about Lord Jesus. What can I do to say yes one more time? And then my goal is later in the day, what can I do to say yes one more time? What can I do to hear from you one more time? In fact, between the, or at the end of the first service, uh, Pastor Sidney, she came up and shared just a word with Pastor Rachel and myself. It was so encouraging. You know what God asks us to do when he speaks something to us? To say yes and to take a step. That's all that he asks us to do, which is why it's amazing. Today, if you live paycheck to paycheck and you don't have a lot, God's not going to ask you to give $10,000 because that would be ridiculous unless he knows something you don't and there's something big coming your way, in which case God might ask you to do something. And when we step out, he moves. But it's not about what we have. It's about the obedience to walk in the grace that God has for us. True Christian generosity can't be measured by how much one has to give. It's not about how much, but it's about the level of obedience. And giving, the real issue isn't giving money. It is giving ourselves to the Lord. And this morning, when I think of giving money, when I think of giving resources, when I think of giving our goal is 75 people that are going to go. We're going to still be Radiant Family. We're all one church. We're going to be a part of the same thing. But some of our friends are not going to be here on a Sunday morning. 
Some of the people on the stage are not going to be leading worship anymore on Sunday morning here because they're going to be doing it 20, 15 miles down the road. Some of our people who are on cameras this morning, who are in the booth this morning, they're not going to be here. Why? Because they're going to be serving down the road. And we get the opportunity to join in with what God is doing by giving ourselves fully to the Lord right where he's called us to be. He's good. Last week we challenged if you are someone, you're here and you say, you know what, I feel God is stirring my heart to maybe be a part of this campus in Marysville. Pastor Matt and Shanna, that, that you're like, I'm not sure. You may be like, I don't want to leave here. Well, good thing you're not leaving. We're all together. It's just moving your Sunday morning worship experience down the road a little bit. So you're good. But if God is calling you, then I encourage you just simply say yes to God. All of us can pray. All of us can give. A few of us can go on a weekly basis, but all of us can be a part of seeing God transform and multiply what he's doing here at Radiant Life to Marysville, in your community, in your workplace, at your school, where you are and what you do. We all get to be a part of seeing the kingdom of God grow. There's an opportunity, and the grace of God is a gift that he gives us to accomplish what he has called us to do, just like this church in Philippi. Now, as we continue to read and, and look through this whole chapter, uh, Corinthians, first and second, are amazing. You know, if you haven't ever read it, you need to just read it, not just straight through, but spend time thinking about it. It is amazing. The Word of God is so, so good. But in 2 Corinthians uh, 8, then verse 6 through 10, it goes on and says, Accordingly, we urge Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, uh, real fast, as we were reading this, and if you read First and Second Corinthians, you kind of realize that Paul most likely was not being overly serious in those last few words. Uh, maybe you're a sarcastic person. I believe that Paul was being a tad bit sarcastic because his letters would say they needed to step up in faith. They were not where they should be, saying they need to step up in their speech and how they act and their knowledge and their earnestness of following God. Uh, he's saying, we all have something to grow. We've got something to grow in and literally is laying it out for them that to, and says, see that you excel in this act of grace also. And I believe that Paul's really saying that we need to take steps in every area of our life, that giving, that our wallet is a discipleship journey, just like my mouth, my faith, my speech, by how much I trust the Lord, my wallet is a huge part of it. And so often in our life, money, the Bible would say, is the root of all evil, right? Money is a huge thing. Where your treasure is, there your heart is. And when we understand that when a pastor asks, or when you feel God calls you to give to a, a ministry, or to a campus, or to a person, it's not about money. It's about discipleship. It's about saying yes to the Lord. It's about saying, I'm going to be all in. And maybe it makes you uncomfortable. Maybe you don't like it. In fact, I know we have some guests in the room, and we don't talk about money often like this. But I don't apologize for one second, because when we say yes to God in every area of discipleship, then his blessing is poured out in our lives. And I would even say that if you've been struggling in faith or in speech or in knowledge or in being earnest in just following God, when we start to give like one of the disciplines, like a gift, Romans chapter 12 would say, our contributions, 
I believe that God will even bless you and help you in other areas that you wouldn't put together. You wouldn't think of it. But when we give all of who we are to God, he gets to work in all of who we are. The Lord is good. Verse 8 goes on to say, I say that this is not as a command, or I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. And in this matter I give my judgment. This benefits you, who a year ago started not only to do this work, but also to desire to do it. That God is moving, he's speaking, he's showing himself to this church. And we saw two things that just jump out at me. First of all, when we think of giving, Jesus, I think he gave more than any other person could possibly give because he wasn't a person. He was God Almighty in heaven, and he said, I will come, I will sacrifice, I will go to earth to have my diaper changed by some lady and some other dude. Like, I mean, that's what we're talking about. The God of the universe that ends up being a baby because that's the calling, that he would be the sacrifice for you and me, the riches of heaven to the poorest of the poor. And he lived this perfect, sinless life for you and me so that we can have life. We can have eternal life with Jesus or with God in heaven, with Jesus as well as he is now sitting on the right hand of the Father because he didn't stay dead. He didn't go to a grave and stay there, but he rose again and ascended into heaven. When we think of giving, when we think of discipleship, it's Lord, I give every part of who I am. In fact, a few years ago, Dick Brogdon, who is an amazing missionary, that he's given his life for the 1040 window to live dead, that go, live, give it all. And he started a mission service at our network conference and actually made a whole lot of people mad. And it was the best sermon I have ever heard in all of my life. And he made people mad because he said, if you're not willing to die, if you're not willing to send your kids to boarding school, if that's what's needed, if you're not willing to give everything for the message of the gospel, then don't give. It's like, oh my goodness, people were, I don't know what they were. They were like, I don't know what to do with this. And today I'm saying that when we say yes to God in every area of my life, when he asks me to go to the Gambia, then we get on a plane after raising some money and doing all those things, and we make it happen. When we're asked to go across the street to share the love of Jesus with a neighbor, or take him a food box, or just pray with someone, whatever it might be, then we say, Lord, I'm in. I'll do it. If it changes my life and what I thought it was going to be, or if it's just a simple act, Lord, I am in to say yes to you. And if I don't understand how it can happen, if you're speaking, and if the people around and the word of God would confirm what God's doing, I'm going to say yes anyways and let you make it possible. Let me see it in a way as I simply say yes. Church, we are in a moment of time where God has given a vision, he's given a call. Even Ohio for Jesus, the assemblies of God, we are pushing forward. We're believing for a thousand new churches in the state of Ohio in the next 10 years. We are pumped about what God is doing. And we're not going to sit on the sideline, but we're going to push forward. And when I think of Marysville and I think of Radiant Life Church Marysville and our campus that's coming, church, we get to be excited. And I pray if you're not excited about it, you can tell that I am. And that you start to let God just fire you up for the things of him in Marysville. What's that mean? Some of you are going to be called. In fact, in a few minutes, we're going to have some of you come to the front who say, I think there's a stirring in my spirit. But you know what we need? Every person in the room 
to be willing to say, I'm going to pray, I'm going to give. There's going to be opportunities to literally go and to help set up things or to do work on a building or to pass out invite cards, all of those things. But we also, those that are not going, so 50 to 75 going, the, the rest of us, we're going to need 50 to 75 of you to fill in those gaps where those people are. And we're going to need you to win people for Jesus, to talk about Jesus, to invite people. And I'm believing that that 75 that we send is going to turn into 150 people. That those 75 leaders are going to grow and multiply because we're going to launch another campus in just a year or two. We're going to see what he does and how he opens the door. And how does it happen? It happens because people get excited about saying yes to God. It happens because as Paul encourages them in their giving, we get to encourage one another. We're going to see one more person, one for Jesus, over and over and over and over again. God is simply on the move. We have a share in Jesus' eternal heavenly wealth because he came and had a share in our poverty. And today when I think about giving specifically, I would ask you, would you be someone that just asked the Lord what it is? Your pastor, I'm never going to walk up to you and say, you have to do this. Why? Because I'm not God. I might encourage you. We might have good conversations. I might say, I'm feeling the Lord wants to do something in your life. But God needs to speak to you. God needs to show himself in your life. And maybe you're like, I came in with the number God's given to me. Or maybe you're like, I have no clue. I encourage you, this week, would you pray? Would you spend time in the presence of Jesus? Maybe would you fast? Fast for what we're doing and taking an offering next Sunday morning. Fast as this team that we're going to see in a few minutes comes to the front. Would you fast then and pray that God would supply a building in Marysville? Would you fast and pray that we're going to see growth in Radiant Life Dublin right here? In fact, there's 12 people that are in our next steps right on the other side of that wall right now. And would you pray that every single month we've got a dozen people or more that are saying we want to be involved. We want to get involved in ministry. Why? Because then we're going to be able to grow and we're going to be launching campus number two before we can imagine. Location number two or, or three with them. And location three is going to happen quick. Because we're like, Lord, you do what you do. And when we say yes, he's going to keep pushing. He's going to keep encouraging. His word's going to keep encouraging. People like the Martins are going to come talk about a vision across the pond in Gambia. And we're like, we are doing it here just like you. And we're going to cheer each other on. The Lord is moving. If we continue to look through first or second Corinthians chapter 8, we see a couple of things that uh, kind of speak to the execution of giving, actually doing it. The first is to follow through on your willingness. If you're like, I feel maybe I'm called to be a part of Radiant Life Marysville on Sunday mornings, to be a part of Radiant Life, but there on Sunday mornings, I encourage you in a minute, you're going to come to the front. You're going to start praying. You're going to start being a part of prayer time. In two weeks, Friday night calibrates. They're going to start having launch trainings and launch meetings every other Friday night. They're going to be doing it. Get involved. And we pray that it will be made clear to you if you're going to be a part of the Marysville campus location or you're going to be a part of this one. God's going to tell you. He'll, he'll lead you. But if you're not sure or you're like, I think he's speaking something, then come to the front. Get involved. Let Pastor Matt know that you're praying and that you're thinking about it. And follow through on our willingness. I think all of us are like, come on, this is exciting. Come on, we can, we can see money be raised. And now would you say, Lord, I'm not only willing to be a part of a church that does this, but Lord, what is it right here? What am I supposed to do? Lord, would you help me? 
Give me a number. Show me what that looks like. And I believe he will speak clearly to you. The next thing we would see is give out of what you have and you have faith for. The, the church in Philippi, they were in poverty, it says. I mean, that's a pretty strong word. They were in poverty, but they gave what God had given them and even above their means, which means they said, Lord, I don't know what it's going to look like. Poverty means you're not eating probably as much as you should, right? Poverty means your home is not very good. Poverty means you may or may not have the cover that you need. But they said, we're going to be a part of giving God glory and saying yes to him. And they gave where Paul points to this small church with many people in poverty and where there's afflictions and says, this is the place. This is the faith. This is what I believe in. And would you pray, God, right where I am, with the amount that you've given me and the situation you've given me, I want to be faithful. And that means there's people in the room that maybe $50, that could be a lot. That could be like meals. You have to say, Lord, I don't know what to do. If that's what he says, I believe he'll take care of you. And there's others that maybe today God speaks something crazy. I've never given a lot at church. Or, and you're like, God speaks 25 grand or 10 grand or five grand. What is it that God speaks that we say, I'm going to give out of what I have and then what I have faith for? Because I believe, I believe that when we step out and when we walk in faith, right with what he calls us, I believe God will repay it. God will show himself. In money, yeah, I think he's going to take care of us financially, but in the grace that he's given to us, that we're going to walk in different grace in our money, in our relationships, in our home, in all that we are when we give him every area of our life. The third thing that we see is know and give to the cause of Christ. Church, I want to give to things that are going to see people come to know Jesus. I want to give to the Martins. I want to give to our missionaries all over the world. I want to give to campuses. I want to give to my church because I know what we get to do. I know the impact we make. And I encourage you, if you're not already involved in the giving, of tithing, of being faithful in that way, would you jump in? Would you be a part? This morning, if you don't tithe, don't worry about giving here. I encourage you to ask God to challenge you to be someone who tithes on a consistent basis. And you may say, I can't do it. I promise you. If you test the Lord on the principles in his word, he will bring back that 10%. We've heard it over and over and over again that people begin to tithe when they don't know how to. They don't think they're going to be able to eat. And all of a sudden, they may not even get a raise or some crazy amount of money, but all of a sudden, they've got everything they need and they're tithing. It's crazy what God does. In fact, if you don't tithe, I would encourage you today. If you start tithing, and in three months, you come back and you say, you know what? I've seen no blessing. God, we can't eat. We can't do this. I will write you a check. We'll write it back to you every single penny you gave. Because we believe with all our hearts that when we trust the word of God and we say yes to the principles of the word of God, that he will come through. We've offered that for a long time and we've never had any person come back. But we've had person after person after person say, I can't believe it when I trusted God, when I said yes to God with my time, with my talent, with my possession, with every part of who I am. He blows me away. I got a promotion. I got a raise. The money just went farther. My car didn't break down as much. I like that one. That's Old Testament talking. My shoes, don't, I don't need to buy new shoes, but that's a tough one. I like shoes. But right, God has amazing things that he wants to do. And church, are we willing to say yes? Are we willing to be all in? Are we willing to let him move in our life? So right now, all over this room, if you would, would you just stand to your feet?
If you don't know the Lord, all you have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I give my life to you. I repent of my sin. I turn from the past. And in just a few words that come from your heart, it's over. It's like you're in. You're a part of the family. Heaven rejoices, it says. But today, as we look and as we talk about where God is taking us, would you pray with me? In fact, if you have been praying and you feel like God is stirring in your heart, that maybe this Marysville campus launch, maybe that's what God has called you to. You may be 100% sure, you might be 50% sure, you might be 1% sure. But if you have something that's stirring in your heart, would you come right now, would you step out from your seat, would you join Pastor Matt up here in the front? And would you, would you join with us? There's about seven in the room, a couple more down in children's ministry, that they also would be up here, but they're serving this morning. And that's what happens. God is on the move. We're believing for 75 people that say, this is, this is it. Pastor Matt, that we're going to send, and that we're going to see hundreds of people give their life to the Lord because of a group of people who is willing to say, I'm in the go category. I'm going to go. I'm going to be a part. Church, I want to remind one more time. You see all the leaders up here? The people that serve, the seven, nine that are serving right now? Church, we have to be a part. We're going to have to stand up and fill the, the gaps. I believe with all my heart, you guys are in. It's going to happen. So right now, we're going to pray for this amazing group. I'm praying that God would show you in the praying that you, you would commit, maybe fasting over the next 14 days for buildings, for money, for people. But that you would pray, that you would see that, but then that you would say, Lord, I'm going to give. I might not physically be going on a Monday or on a Sunday morning, but I'm going to give with my, with my excess and with the faith that I have to believe that something special is going to happen. God is going to move. If you would pray with us, I encourage you just to ask the Lord this morning. And then we're just going to worship God and say, Lord, you are so good. In the Gambia, God is so good about to do something in Dublin and Marysville and Columbus and Ohio. He's so good. And we're going to launch campus after campus and see new person come to know Jesus after new person. Because that's who he is and that's his heart. That had better be our heart. So Lord, right now, I thank you for this amazing group, Lord, who's come forward. The group that in the first service came forward. Lord, we're praying for that 75 people, Lord, who say, we're going to go. We're going to launch a campus. We're still going to be Radiant Life, but it's going to look different on Sunday morning. Lord, for the 75 that are going to work hard, that they're going to serve maybe more and differently than they've ever served before, that they're going to see it happen, that they're going to lift up Pastor Matt and Shanna's arms, God. And as the vision of Radiant Life, of the vision of this, these amazing people, Lord, Lord, that they're going to see Marysville transformed with the power of the gospel, with the truth of the gospel. The Holy Spirit, you will move. You'll bring healing. You'll bring wholeness. You'll bring deliverance. You'll set people free. And there will be a great harvest, God, for the kingdom. Lord Jesus, you're so good. And Lord, I pray that we as a church, not just on a Sunday or not just when we uh, dedicate them here and uh, as we get towards the fall, but Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be consistent in our prayer. You'd help us to be consistent in our standing up and, and filling in the gaps. You'd help us in a, to be consistent in our giving. 
Lord, right now, I pray that as we worship, as we pray this week, as you speak, Lord, would you give numbers? Would you show us what we can give, what we should give? Maybe a faith number, God, that we would support them. And that when we get into this, Lord, there's not a financial worry. There's not a financial concern. But Lord, you have taken care of it before we even know the final number, before we have the final building, before we have every single plan in place, God, that you've got it so we can go with confidence with the people, with the money, and with the prayer support to see Marysville transformed. Lord, you are so good. So as we turn our hearts to worship, God, would you speak? Would you show yourself? Would you be glorified? Let us know you. Let us walk in you. Let us be encouraged for you today to go win one more person for you, Jesus. You're so good. You're so great, Jesus. We love you. Right now, church, could we worship? Could we make this a prayer time? Could you let God speak to you?